I feel well, smelly now that we're not gonna find space. No, and I just took nah, a you're fine. If it helps, I can't smell you at all. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Really? That's gonna be our, at the beginning. If it helps, I can't smell you at all. <laughs> it doesn't come back up in the episode. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Welcome to the very first episode of the Green Light Podcast. Green Light. <laughs> I'm Lauren. I am Jackson, the one who just screamed at you. And I'm Jacob, <laughs> the quiet one. Yeah. So uh, thank you so much for joining us. Pretty much what we're planning on doing here is uh, we've been collecting some submissions of short plays and short screenplays from some friends we have who we know are awesome writers. And we want to read those unproduced scripts uh, on this podcast for all of you. So uh, we want to sort of just, you know flex our acting muscles a little bit and also um, give a little bit of a voice to the writers in our lives. And if you want your play or screenplay to potentially be read on this podcast, uh, we do take open submissions at tglsubmit at gmail.com. So send us those screenplays. We'd love to read them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think uh, Lauren is the wonderful brains behind these (laughs) operations. She's the one who came up with this. I think the idea is just sort of, you know, Prop up other artists. Yeah, you know, have some we, fun. Artists support artists. Mm-hmm. We love give, that around. Give some uh, uh, good screenplays and plays the uh, green light. You know? Yeah, exactly. The green light. Yeah. Green light. <laughs> I'm going to be doing that randomly throughout. So Great. <laughs> and, you know, if you're one of those people who has the power to produce these kinds of things and you hear something you really like, um, obviously this is just the first episode, but, you know, hopefully there will be many, many more. Mm, thousands. Uh, yeah, we will um, include an email or some kind of contact information for the playwright or screenwriter uh, in the description. So mm. be on the lookout for that. Mm. So without further ado, should we introduce ourselves? Yeah. Jacob, go first. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. He's the quiet one. <laughs> uh, my name's Jacob. Jacob Bushnick, and uh, I have a background in mostly producing and uh, a bit of directing. I serve right now as an executive assistant uh, for a production company, and basically what I do is I typically I, I read a whole lot of scripts, and I'm the first line of defense whether the company will pick them up. So it is kind of my daily duty of reading scripts and, and trying to to give light to uh, some some voices that I want to be, you know, given light to. So, uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, you know, I only have so much power. It's the, it's the assistant level. So, yes, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I did a lot of directing in college. Uh, I have a passion for directing. And so I just want to approach these scripts and uh, readings from a kind of analysis and... Um, Producing standpoint. Very good. Sweet. Uh, ladies first. Or oh. second. Lauren. Uh, second. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm Lauren Hunkley. I am an actor. I moved out to L.A. Uh, last September, so eight, seven, eight months ago. Um, and, yeah, uh, I went to Western Carolina University for musical theater, uh, and I'm pursuing acting kind of partially in theater, partially in film, uh, and I want to do voiceover and all those other things. So I'm super excited to, you know, get to read these scripts and get to know more writers 
and get to put something creative out there. Great. Is it me? Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Jackson Campbell. Lauren just rolled her eyes for those of you <laughs> who can't see. Uh, my name is Jackson Campbell. I am also an actor. Uh, Jacob and I went to school together at the lovely University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Ooh. Go Tar Heels! So yeah, I'm also out here in LA pursuing acting. Uh, what I do, a little side hustle to make a little extra money, I read for the Blue Cat screenplay competition, so I get a lot of screenplays from that. It's fun. <laughs> Sometimes it's not, but, you know, that's the thing. And uh, I think one of the great things is, you know, when you find a good script, you want to be able to share it. So another beautiful thing about this podcast that we get to do. Yeah, I guess that's me. Is there anything else about me? Uh, no, I'm I think that about wraps it up. Yeah. <laughs> that's all of what I am. You all yeah. know everything about me now. This whole essence. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, to start off, we want to do a bit of a segment, segment. every... We want to do a bit of a segment every episode. Um, we're we're a uh, working title calling it the detour of the week uh, to keep up with the traffic puns. So uh, we just want to kind of talk about something we've watched or some kind of art we've consumed in the past week that we want to share with you and recommend to you all. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me see. Just today, uh, Jackson and I finished The Good Place, the whole series. And holy forking shirt balls! It was so good. They threw so much in the last couple episodes. It that that series really just never fails to blow my mind over and over again. Um, so highly recommend if you've not seen The Good Place. It is one of the finer comedies of our day. Mm-hmm. Very engaging. It truly. They wrapped it up very nicely. They did. We were on like episode twelve of fourteen, and I and was we like, were "Like, how is this going to end?" Yeah, I was like, "There must be another season that they're not telling us about." Yeah, but <laughs> there was not, and they they wrapped it up very well in those last couple of episodes. So yeah. I think they did a great job of of tying everything together. Definitely. Um, I'll go next. Okay. <laughs> uh, my most recent watchings on the old Netflix over there. So if you have a Netflix account, yeah, go watch we're, it. We're currently. Uh, we haven't set a release date for this yet, but we are currently uh, quarantined here in LA. We sure are. So we're watching quite a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you, COVID-19. Stay safe out there, everyone. Watch Stay safe. Hands. Stay six feet away from everyone at all possible, which yeah. we're not doing right now. We're sitting in a closet. We're way too close. <laughs> we are. I'm getting over a cold. <laughs> yes, true. He says it's a cold. If we all die. I don't know. <laughs> no, anyways. Um, so yeah, on Netflix, there is... Uh, if you've heard of the little show called Fleabag, that's not what I'm talking about. But it's by um, <laughs> the same writer, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who is amazingly talented. Isn't it Bridges? No. No, it's Bridge. Really? Yep. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Not related to Jeff Bridges. Um, yes, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Okay. And um, it is a show called Crashing that came out in 2016. If you like Fleabag, you will like Crashing. You can You can tell it's written by the same person. Which is great, because Phoebe Waller-Bridge just injects so much life and personality into her scripts and into her characters, which is so beautiful. Her characters are all so unique and at the same time so complex that it's just, like, amazing to watch. Like, you you love all of them, and but at the same time, they are, they're just so, so rich, and it's almost like you can identify with all of them in a way. So it's a great show. On Netflix, it's six episodes. They're like 30 minutes each. So there's no excuse for you not to watch it. Mm-hmm. So, it, yeah, it's great. It's amazing. Watch it. 
Jakey? Oh, yeah. It's my turn. It is. <laughs> okay. So uh, I would say I watched a whole, whole bunch in these last few days, but I think the one that excited me the most was actually a rewatch. Uh, being able to show my friends um, this, I wouldn't say it's like lesser known, but it, it's one of uh, uh, Miyazaki's deep cuts. It's uh, Lupin Third, the castle of Cagliostro. I'm Cagliostro. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce it. Uh, you would know better way. out of all of us. <laughs> yeah. Either way, it's uh, it's a great film. It's um, definitely an underappreciated deep cut from Miyazaki's filmography. And it has, it's from 1979, it's from the late 70s, and yet uh, has that stiff look of, like, 70s animation, but it's so, so dynamic. And so that they, they use these stiff kind of pastels and things that you'd uh, associate with just pretty frames, but not necessarily the no most dynamic filmmaking, but comes together really beautifully with under Miyazaki's direction. So, um highly highly recommend that um what else has miyazaki done there's um spirited away spirited away is the Howl's big Moving oh, castle kiki's mm -hmm. delivery service yeah uh the wind rises which is one of my favorites mm -hmm. um he's a fantastic animation director mm -hmm. um hopefully he does some more it's been a uh, touch and go recently but we'll see sure yeah. sure uh, those are our suggestions. We're going to try to keep them to one a week, even though once again, right now, we're watching <laughs> so many, many things, <laughs> many a week. Uh, and I don't think it even necessarily just has to be, uh, just things we watch. If we read a good script there that we go. don't produce here because it's already been produced, <laughs> then we can, we can bring that to the table. But yeah, we're just, uh, looking, uh, to provide some suggestions for content. Yeah. And I mean, if you want to leave us any comments of things we should consume, mm -hmm. then let us know. We're We'd consumers. We are consumers. We are consumers. And without further ado, we'll get started with our very first script. Uh, this week we are reading No Homo Zombro by our good friend Ellie Baker. Be watching your expert double X's. It's just like you to paint those white offenses. All right, we are reading No Homo Zombro by Ellie Baker. And we have Blake Benson here playing Jack. Hi, happy to be here. And Jackson Campbell playing the man. Hello, hello. All right, let's get right into it. Exterior streetscape, night. A bleak, abandoned road. We see garbage cans tipped over, looted. A washed-out game of hopscotch. An empty stroller. A broken briefcase. Everywhere, it's deserted. A piece of trash blows across the ground, and then feet run past. We follow a man as he dashes down the road and makes a sharp turn down the next street. This is Jack, 20, and he is scared out of his mind. He grabs the corner building and ducks behind its wall before checking behind him. We see nothing. Just another empty road. Jack starts heaving, trying to catch his breath, almost relieved, when we hear the deep moan of something either dead or dying. Jack's eyes widen. The road is still empty, but far down the street, a figure starts making its way towards him, fast. Jack flies out of there. Exterior streetscape two. Later. Jack passes an abandoned car. He tries to jimmy the handle, but it won't budge. He goes to smash the window with his elbow and... Bonk. Not only does it not break, but that hurt, damn it. A moan. Closer. Rubbing his poor elbow, Jack runs on again. Exterior streetscape three. Later. Jack turns down another road and sees a bicycle discarded on the sidewalk. Salvation. He throws a leg over it and goes to pedal but we hear a rattle. The chain is loose from the gears. 
Jack hits his knees to try to repair it. His hands shake. The chain won't catch. Another moan. Jack refuses to look up. He fumbles the chain again. Shit, shit, shit. He tries it again and pushes the chain to the gears. It's covered in grease and his hand slips, cutting his finger open. Another moan. Jack looks up, feverish, and it's right over him. The figure staggers towards him and Jack throws the bike in between them. He runs on, close on Jack's feet, sprinting. Close on the figure's feet, shuffle sprinting, but still fast. Close on Jack's eyes, glancing back. Close on the figure's mouth, bloody and moaning, hungry. Exterior alleyway, momentarily. Jack turns and dashes into an alley before realizing it's a dead end. He's trapped. He turns around. The figure is silhouetted in the entrance. Oh God, no, please. The figure staggers towards him, taking its time. Please, not like this. Nothing. The figure keeps coming. You're in there. Please, whoever you are. The figure advances. Whoever it once was, they're definitely not in there now. Their face looms into the light, decaying, bloody, dead. A zombie. No. The zombie draws closer. Jack backs all the way into the wall. The zombie stands just before him, raises its arms out. No! The zombie grabs Jack by the shoulders. He struggles. It's pointless. The zombie pulls him in. No! And then, in a blind moment of fear, he lunges forward and bites the zombie first. Jack pulls back immediately and stands there panting, looking a bit surprised at himself, but mostly just scared. The zombie staggers away and reaches up to touch its face. It pulls a piece of skin away, then looks up at Jack. What the hell, man? Jack blinks. What? Did you do this? Did I... Are you back? What did you do? The no longer a zombie touches his face again, removing the dead flesh. There's a living person under all that. Jack is geeked. You mean that worked? Holy shit, that was a total panic move. Do you realize what this means? Did you bite me? Yeah, I wasn't even thinking. I just did it. That's so crazy, but so simple. Do you get it? We can save everyone now. He reaches to grab the man's arms, and the man throws him backwards. Whoa. I'm not interested, man. What? I don't know how things are in your community, but you're not my type. And I don't like just being bitten by strangers. I... Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. What the hell, dude? You want me to spell it out for you? I'm not into dudes. Jack jumps forward to put his hand over the man's mouth and looks around, terrified. Shh! you sucko! Seemingly from all around them, a moan echoes, then another, then another. The zombies have been alerted. What the hell is wrong with you? You think just the two of us can bite through every zombie in the city fast enough? Um, you can get a room with all your other boyfriends. I'm out of here. He turns and starts for the exit. Jack is stunned, but shaken again by the sounds of incoming moans. Will you get back here before you get yourself killed? Hey, fuck off! If this leaves a hickey, I'll come back and kill you, man. I saved your life! The man turns and stands framed in the alley entrance again. Oh, did you? Well, maybe I don't want to- In a flash, he's tackled from the side by a zombie with a snarl and dragged out of sight. As we hear the man being violently dismembered, we stay on Jack, who's looking grossed out, but maybe a little self-righteous. Honestly, serves the homophobic bastard right. Another snarl pulls him back to reality. In the alley entrance stands a new zombie. It looks ready to charge. Well, here goes. The zombie rushes him, mouth open and ready to go. With a mighty cry, Jack bares his teeth and runs right for it. Smash to black. My friend has problems with winter and autumn. They give him prescriptions. They shine bright lights on him. They say it's genetic. They say he can't help it. They say you can catch it. But sometimes you're born. 
with it, my friend does fight. He gets shakes in the night. All right, welcome back, everybody. It, this is Lauren, and I'm here with Jackson. Hello, hello. And Jacob. I am here. And as a special treat, we have the playwright of, uh, or playwright? Do we call them playwrights for screenplays? I don't think so. Screenwriter? Yeah, screenwriter. <laughs> we have the yeah. screenwriter of our project for today, No Homo Zambro, Ellie Baker. Uh, Welcome, Ellie. Hello. Yes. Ellie, how are you today? I'm doing great. <laughs> That's fantastic. I think we're all just thinking about what, whether it was cringy to snap. <laughs> uh, it's fine. <laughs> and we are those people. Yeah. We are exactly those people. Oh. Oh, like an actual clapping sound. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, we're going to add it later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so yes. Fix it in post. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we were just, we came up with a few questions that we'll be doing, like, you know, these are kind of standard ones, and I, I think... Um, no pressure to be too thorough and no pressure to, uh, be super quick about it. But we're, we're hoping to, uh, get a little bit of your screenwriter origin story. How'd you, it doesn't have to be super long, but it also doesn't have to be super short. Just like, no. Yeah. I, um, I realized that I really liked writing short stories, um, probably in like the first grade or something. Like I think I had a teacher who kind of picked up on it. And said, like, yeah, you're actually like, better at this than the other kids in your class. Um, <laughs> that's what they said yeah. in those words. Um, and I, I kind of kept that up. I was I was writing short stories, and I am pretending that I could write novels. Um, and then I think probably middle school, I discovered William Goldman. Um, um, middle school? Middle school. Well, he wrote The Princess Bride. And so that was of kind course. of like my entry point was, like, I read this narrative book. Uh, I was like, I really like this guy's kind of authorial voice. He's very cool. What else has he written? And most of his other stuff was like about his experiences as a screenwriter and how he had gone into the industry. Hmm. And on just on a whim, I picked one up and mostly just kind of enjoying it for his personality and the way that he wrote. I sort of came to be more interested in what he did. And I thought, well, you know, why don't I just kind of check this out and so then I took some media production classes started making videos where um, at, at, at what place at high school freshman oh, you know, okay. I was you were trying was, to get her to say UNC I sure was you were almost almost <laughs> uh, and yeah I just kind of kept following that that I liked what the medium of film after I took this one class as a 14 year old uh, was able to offer me and I kind of my writing started to bend more and more towards the dramatic and I wrote some plays uh, and then I got to college. Uh, uh, where was that again? That was at UNC Chapel Hill. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. oh I think I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe once or twice. Yeah. Uh, and then I joined this crazy little organization called Carolina Film Association. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Who may have co-founded that? Who may have co-founded that? Who's literally I, wearing a CFA shirt right now? <laughs> True. <laughs> well, then I worked on this crazy little film called Home Sweet Home. Um, and uh, just that was like an entry point to um, meeting a lot of very nice people. Uh, all of whom are, are in the room. Uh, <laughs> important. Um, but also, um, yeah, just kind of getting to see the fruition of something that had always been very personal. And I had always kind of been writing for myself on the computer. And then suddenly it was this full, you know, a full scale production. But, you know, there were more people involved than just me. And they were doing things because I, as the originator of an idea, like I had it had kind of started with me. And that was really, really cool. Um, and I found that I just, I, I loved that experience more than anything else. 
That's awesome. That's fantastic. I love the fact that you're like, in first grade, in first grade, <laughs> I wanted to be a WWE wrestler. Like, that was you my should. dream. I still was, kind of am. Yeah. Still Up kind until of my fourth, dream. I was like, I wanted to be a rock star. <laughs> of course. Second grade, I had a spurt of wanting to be a Greek mythology professor. Oh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Same. <laughs> you know, that sounds great. They're wow. like, they're the nerd, nerdy kid uh, comic books, basically. Yeah. Greek that, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. Everybody I has think, superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> I think in first grade I still wanted to be a veterinarian just because I was proud that I could pronounce it. I did. Okay. I did go through that phase, not yeah. because I pr- could pronounce it. I don't think. <laughs> I just wanted to say it all the time. Sure. No. <laughs> yes, I'm a veterinarian. <laughs> veterinarian. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Um. So tell us about like how do you get in the zone when you're about to write? Is there a song? Do you have to have a specific tea? Um. I. I, I need like quiet. Um, usually, like I usually go to, like I can't work in libraries or coffee shops. I wish I could, um, mm. but I'm usually just kind of like bunkered down in my room. Um, I've got my own coffee, um, and usually it takes. You know, the phone is always a distraction, so it's like convincing yourself to like put it down, maybe put it in another room, um, and then I feel like the longer I spend without kind of tapping into something else, you know, it could be anything. Um, it could be just tapping my pencil against the desk. <laughs> and, like, um, it becomes easier to kind of, yeah, get in that zone. And I just get clearing distractions away. Um, and just kind of working, you know, in quiet. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's great. Okay, let's focus on the script now. Okay. This <laughs> lovely, amazing script. <laughs> no homo zombo. I think we have to pronounce it that way. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your inspiration like for this one specifically? Where did this one come from? Where did this one come from? Um, when did this one start? I think, oh gosh, this was someone just kind of spitballing an idea as a joke. And it wasn't me. I wish I, I, wish I could say who it was. Um, we'll cut that out. Yeah, who did it come from? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in charge. That's all me. Of just kind of someone making a joke that what if, you know, zombies bite people, turn people into zombies. What if humans could bite zombies and turn them back? And it was just like the quickest little throwaway bit. And I was like, no, that deserves, you know, at least seven pages yes. <laughs> of exploration. Yeah. <laughs> no more than that, but like yeah. at, least, <laughs> at least a little bit. Um, Do you find that that to be typical? Do you typically like take conversations or funny ideas or bits with your friends and turn them into, you know, things that you want to expound upon? Or is it, um, you know, often also like shower thoughts and things yeah. that are very like internal? <laughs> Um, I think I think what appeals to me very often about, especially for shorts, um, is kind of leaning into a genre and then flipping it on its head. Um, has kind of always been the fun thing. So it's like if I can insert a trope character into a genre where they don't belong, is kind of fun for me. Uh, and yeah. so this was like, okay, we're gonna take an apocalypse thing, and we're gonna do, um, you know, we've got we've got like our, our like kind of soft boy <laughs> protagonist, of course, uh, and and this you know this asshole um, <laughs> who doesn't want to be saved. The yin and the yang <laughs> yeah, of all yeah, life. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that was kind of what appealed to me about the joke. Like, oh, there's a story in that because for me at least, I could play with making a little genre piece and still pushing something special into it. Um, I guess I guess without making it too big, but like yeah, yeah, sure, sure. While we're on this, we're just gonna we're gonna go a little off script here, <laughs> folks. Um, so you've talked a little bit about sort of just these general things of where where stuff comes from. Do you generally find that you have like a message that you want to put out, and then you're like, where 
what vessel can I use this the best? Or do you have these like random ideas and you're like, okay, what can I say with this? Or that just comes mm-hmm. up naturally. Is there a setting that you like or a character that you like? Mm-hmm. Or is it like, this comes from a message, this comes from a thesis? Yeah. Um, thesis, I think, thesis and titles always come for me last. Um, and so kind of, you know, the initial setup is kind of fun and that's where you sort of just like the kid playing in a sandbox. Like how how weird can I make this? How, mm-hmm. com- how complex does it work? Is it still fitting? Um, and then inevitably... It, it'll kind of just be toothpaste unless you can find something important to push into it. And at that point, you know, the characters start to reveal something or the the situation presents an opportunity where you could think, okay, well, here's where something, you could do something more important or more, you know, heartfelt, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's so interesting because I feel yeah. like that almost mirrors the way that I, like, watch things. I first mm-hmm. watch for, like, enjoyment and I'm like, oh, how fun is this going to be? And then if it, like, surprises me and it's like, oh, I'm saying it's saying this. And it's like, for me, it's like, oh, that's so cool. If it, if it like, if it takes me entertainment value and then it also has something to say after that, I feel like that's a great way to, like, to write, to to watch things like that. And I feel like a lot of people write themselves into a box when they start with a specific thing they want to say. Yeah. Yeah. And then just, you know, it's, it's nice that it's just kind of slipped in there at the end. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. So, um, one question that kind of gets into the more of the nitty gritty of your screenplay specifically, you injected a lot of personality into the action lines. It's, it's very heavy on the action lines just in general. It's it's like three pages of just action lines before it gets into any sort of dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, maybe an exclamation here or there. Um, but what I noticed in the very first page was you had this one line that stood out to me as coming from the character's point of view, mm-hmm. specifically, whereas we see these action lines typically in this like third-person limited kind of perspective. Um, but I think the line was, damn it, that hurt. Yeah. yeah. That was so, that, that was so incredibly interesting because we had all this imagery that was kind of, um, you know, objective. It was just, this is how it is. This, I mean, it could be spooky, but like, that doesn't mean anything from the point of view of the narrator, but we get that line and immediately after we have a, um, sentiment, uh, not sentimental, a sympathetic narrator mm-hmm. where, sh- uh, the narrator goes his poor elbow. Those <laughs> yeah. two, those two lines really spoke mm-hmm. to me and, and, um, were really, um, just really, really interesting. You, could you maybe uh, speak on a little bit about how and when you choose to put personality into your action lines? Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, for, for comedy specifically and for, for shorts, um, they can be a little, uh, maybe not tedious to read, but it's kind of like, okay, what's the point? Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's it's mm-hmm. very easy to kind of let it be situational um, and just kind of, like, let actors say their lines. And so I feel like, um, for, well, I guess for this one where there was so long without any dialogue, you know, why not make it fun for the actors and the crew and the director and, you know, let it be kind of, you know, this is the tone that we're going to strike, and maybe if that's not clear yet, like so far we have a spooky setup. Yeah, um, yeah. You kind of foreshadowed. It's that like this it's was gonna it's gonna comedy. be funny, guys. I yeah. promise. Yeah. Um, I found that really really interesting. That half a page in, you are already foreshadowing the tone. That that is that is. I mean, maybe something that people try to do right off the bat, but you're undercutting this horror genre immediately, even if it's not explicit, mm-hmm. which is yeah. really, really great. Yeah. Um, and maybe, I guess, that that hitting the elbow moment <laughs> could be played 
you know, humorously, but it doesn't really have to. Although, by the way you wrote it, it can be. That's yeah. that's yeah. really really cool. Yeah. And, and going off of that, also I think it that it's really helpful coming from someone who has to read a lot of screenplays as like yeah. their occupation. <laughs> of this is super engaging. This mm-hmm. is super interesting to read immediately. I mean the the one thing if I'm flipping through a screenplay before I have to read it that just bums me out is having a full page of just action lines and seeing just yeah. a block text yeah. and yes. <laughs> and having to get through that and knowing Here that this is not going to take you know a minute a page, this is probably going to take three or four minutes every page mm-hmm. this is going to chew up my whole afternoon um, yeah. Yeah, so making it fun is awesome. That's something mm-hmm. I think about a lot, actually, is kind of like the, the pitchability of a script. Definitely. Um, Thank you. Like how, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's, it's, you're welcome, but also that's selfish. Like, yeah. if someone like you is reading it, that means it's going to do better for, you know, to go further. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of, you know, those lines can be extremely objective and they can be, you know, player A crosses the stage. Like, it can be very dry. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You know, if if it's going to be dry, why write it? You know, that's like a manual, a technical yeah. manual, yeah. and that's not what a screenplay should be. It should be a, it should be its own art form in its own sense. And no, it it's not going to, it's not the finished piece. It's kind of the blueprint for something else. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that this step shouldn't be also fun and also pretty and mm-hmm. you know worth uh, worth its time. Yeah, I think that's like a vibe I got having read a few of your screenplays. That's just sort of present across the board, even if it's not you know flipping something from a different genre into a comedy, um, you know, you, you definitely tend to make the action lines readable and interesting. <laughs> and once again, thank, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, so here's a, here's a little question for you. Mm-hmm. Can, we, can, we, can we cut that? Cut that? Yeah, okay. When you, were, uh, when you were writing this, do you have anyone in particular in mind, especially for the, uh, the Zombro character? <laughs> Once again, we cut, so no one's going to hear this. Well, part. okay. I, well, in that case, uh, I was really thinking Jacob Wishnick has got oh, the chops for yeah. so. <laughs> What can I say? <laughs> I, when you it. said soft boy, I was like, this is... But, like, Clearly. you know what? I'll take the zombies. Both. Right. Yeah. <laughs> a little out of character for yeah. you. It's, it's a one-man show. Yeah, say. yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, seriously, like, was there was there either... Obviously, there's sort of an archetype that we have here. Right, definitely. But, um, <laughs> and I'm sure we all have a little bit of experience with this kind of person, unfortunately. But yeah, are there is there anything in particular you drew from there? Or? Um, not so... I, I wrote this kind of with the, ex, with the the hope that I could do it for a campus movie fest mm. uh, situation. Mm-hmm. Didn't get around to making it. Made a couple others. Um, but... Uh, who, did, who was I thinking? I was thinking of a good friend, Matthew Keith. Oh, uh, for, were you really? For the, yeah, for the main guy. Uh, oh, okay, and I don't okay, know. Okay. I don't know about the about the zombie. Honestly, uh, mm. the zombro. Um, Fair, but not as juicy of a headline. But oh, what a sweet man! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Matthew. Keith. No, yeah, yeah. Matthew's perfect for that for that <laughs> oh, yeah. guy. As everyone knows, who Matthew Keith is. Anywho, all right, and just uh, one more to round us out at the end. Do you have a favorite moment in the screenplay, and why? Um. Yes. Uh, let's see. I <laughs> I really like the elbow hit, which we've like talked about a lot now. Yeah. Um, just because I think that that's a fun kind of moment where it betrays exactly, or hopefully it does, what this is going to be. Uh, and so, like in my head, that was like where he, where he like bonk, like hits, and it's kind of like a kind of like very like, yeah. <laughs> like it, it kind of hurts his feelings more than anything else. Oh. Kind of over. <laughs> um, that's great. But um, yeah, I think that that one's kind of fun because I, ho- I I hope that it, it pulls off what the what the rest of the 
of the script is gonna look like. Um, but then also the ending of um of him just kind of getting to like rush at this and like I don't know how to do like that's a fun image of like just two things coming at each other, just like teeth. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I definitely envisioned it like Almost like an anime fight where yeah, you just like exactly, zoom in on their faces. Really it's just close. like the lines in the background. That is exactly what went through my head. That is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone ever does this script, anime do that exactly. Do like that. <laughs> anime, just that end, just animated at the end. No, yes, that's like great. a One Punch Man action scene. Yeah, yes. just that. Yeah, <laughs> precisely. Everything precisely. else in Chapel Hill, but <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, um, I guess that's all we have for today, guys. Um, Ellie, do you have anything you'd like to plug besides yourself? <laughs> to plug? Nah, I wish. That'd be cool if I had some kind of situation, but no. <laughs> all right. Well, all check right. out uh, Ellie's contact info. We'll have her email in the description. So mm-hmm. if you are interested in producing this work of art, then you can do that. Or mm-hmm. at least ask her about <laughs> it. Yes. Yes. The only the only thing you have to do is always pronounce the title, No Homo Zombro. Yeah, no, I'm a Zambra. So if you want to be a bro, please subscribe to this podcast. Oh, please. God. <laughs> and uh, rate us five stars on iTunes. So yeah. Too, yeah. It'll really help us move up the charts and, like, you know. Smash that like button, too. Yeah, smash that like and subscribe. Smash it. Follow us, whatever your platform allows. You yeah. Know. Alrighty. And uh, thanks so much for listening, bros. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you guys for having me. Vicious played a four-string Fender bass guitar and couldn't sing and everybody hated him except the ones who loved him. A ukulele hey everybody, one more thing before we go. We'd just like to thank our guest one last time and also a huge thank you to Amanda Palmer. She has all the music in these first couple of episodes because she makes her music free for anyone to use and what they want, which is such a beautiful thing for an artist to do, to gift her art to everyone so that they can then use it themselves. So thank you so much to Amanda Palmer for that. However, if you would like to hear your music on this podcast in the same way that you heard Amanda Palmer's, or if you have a script, a play, a movie, whatever, um... Please submit it to tglsubmit at gmail.com. That is tglsubmit at gmail.com. Right now, we're looking for scripts between anywhere between like 5 and 15 pages, roughly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you have something else, send it over and we can see what we, we can do with it. Yeah, hopefully eventually we'll get to do some bonus episodes that are maybe a little bit longer scripts. But for right yeah. now, we're looking for... Pretty short scripts, Mm -hmm. since we talk a lot. Yes, correct. (laughs) Uh, And also, if you want to follow us on social media, uh, we do have a Twitter and Instagram for the pod. It is at TGL underscore pod, Mm P-O-D, on both uh, Instagram and Twitter. So that's TGL underscore pod. Facebook page pending. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And then if you want to follow me, I am at Hunkleberry on both Twitter and Instagram. It's uh, H-U-N-K-E-L-E-B-E-R-R-Y on both sites. Uh, Jackson, where can they follow you? I am J underscore Woodward. That is W-O-O-D-W-A-R-D underscore C. One more time. <laughs> That's J underscore Woodward underscore C on those socials as well. It's a family well. name. Yeah, it is. I'm proud of it. But I you wear know that what? name on my chest. If you don't feel like spelling either of those, you can also just look in the description. We'll put it there too. Correct. Yes. Alrighty. Thanks well, so much. thank you so much. We will see you next week yes. on The Green Light. <laughs>